like uncool, a way to deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. Call me a blue Yeti microphone, because I only work when I feel like it. <laughs> Thank you for the shout out, was- Alex. <laughs> that one was for my two co-hosts here who have Blue Yeti microphones that only work when they feel like it. I felt bad saying that because my Blue Yeti microphone has always worked for me. But <laughs> <laughs> We have not one, two Blue Yeti microphones that are on the fritz. However, mine works perfectly. I just <laughs> wanted to say that, just despite what I said in my tagline. <laughs> we are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. I'm never a bridesmaid, but always a bride. And that tagline is for Machina Shea. Oh, we got to get into that. All right. Damn. My my tagline was going to be, I'm never a bridesmaid, always a bride. But don't worry, Julia, I won't steal your tagline. Was it really? No, you just didn't come up with the tagline. No, that is my tagline. It's a Brock tagline. I was going to steal your tagline, but don't worry. I'm not going to steal. Oh, okay. I had it set up. I was going to steal one of yours and Alex's was too confusing for me to remember. Well, it also works because Julia's was specifically a Sheena thing. So it worked all around. Yes. Call me a blue Yeti microphone. I'm David. You're Goliath. (laughs) I don't get my analogies correct even when they're handed to me and probably written for me by someone else. The producer definitely hand-fed him that line. Producer probably hand-feeds him his food, too. <laughs> and Julia, you making the Kronk comparison is probably the best. Wrong lover is always what I say every time he's on screen now. God, he's such an idiot. Okay, <laughs> before we get into Vanderpump, should we do some Salt Lake City? Yes! Yes! Okay, we had some spicy drama happening this week in the world of Salt Lake City that happened off our screens. Number one, we had Facebook posts from 2020 resurface done by a Miss Jenny that were, um, Alex, how did you describe them? Put on the spot here, what did I say? Hope I don't get in trouble like Jenny. What did I say? Oh, that she just really, really doesn't like black people, apparently. Yeah, they were just super racist memes. They weren't subtle at all. And there weren't just one or two. There were pages of them. She made it her personality. Yes. She has treated us to a black scent before on the show. She has. Good Which was problematic. I love how in her apology, she's acting like this is something she's done in the past when she didn't know any better, but it was a mere year ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Jenny has put out a classic, you know, screenshot of the notes app equivalent and has said, she's sorry. Like Julia said, this was a mere year ago and I have grown from so much. This was my personality. I got caught up in the memes, blah, 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 blah. Then Jen came out and said, on behalf of my husband who is black and my sons who are black, Fuck off, Jenny, basically, in so many words. And then Meredith decided to throw her hat in the ring and then said, I am appalled by these statements. Black lives matter. And kind of nothing else. But I read the whole thing in Meredith's voice, which I cannot recommend enough. I just wish that stuff like this could happen on the show. I would have loved to see them find her old Facebook post on the show. And... Not fire Jenny for it, because I think that, like, these shows could use more people, you know, slanted politically in a different way, willing to apologize, sure, and, and like, grow from it, like, on camera, 
but also like like Ramona in last season of Roni when everyone's saying she should get like fired or whatever for beliefs. I don't think someone should be fired on one of these shows for being a Republican because, you know, it's my whole Jax Taylor argument. We're not watching these shows because we think these people are morally like sound people that like we root for and like <laughs> the opposite. Looking at them for inspiration. Exactly. So if Jenny could just like be who she like really is, which I think years of Facebook posts like the ones she was making, make it pretty clear that's the type of person that she is. If mm-hmm. we had seen that person on this show, it w- she would have been way more interesting. She would have had more to do. It would just would have been more engaging to watch her in that mode than what we're getting. That's well, that, my take on Jenny. That's kind mm-hmm. of the tricky part with like Ramona, who is so much fun to be so terrible and watch. I think it's the racism is pretty hard to get past. I Ramona's political views turn into racist remarks relatively quickly, but that's just Ramona's superpower is to turn any situation into a racist situation. Uh-huh. I'm bummed we're not even going to be able to see this on the reunion because this has happened post-reunion know, filming. And people were saying on the internets, you know, like, let's just cut Jenny, which I was surprised by that people were going that hard because... We saw what happened with poor Tiffany Moon and Brandy and how we had to watch Tiffany, like, teach Brandy about racism. And then they had to do, like, activities mm-hmm. together. And it mm-hmm. wasn't fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But I think there's so much chaos in Salt Lake City that we don't really need to worry about that. So our other hot drama for Salt Lake City, I knew going into this episode and watching it with that lens made this scene unbearable to watch Mm -hmm. so whitney takes the ladies to a a woman ceremony is what she calls it and the whitest lady ever is leading it and they wear red to represent long pause women but she says indigenous women she said these are for indigenous yeah she says red shawls for indigenous women I thought this was going to be, like, a Deandra's hairdresser shaman Mm -hmm. situation. And, like, okay, is this inspired? Because I'm not seeing anything indigenous. No, it is a real ceremony to commemorate the women who have been murdered and missing. Well, murdered and missing indigenous women is a huge huge issue. issue. Yeah. You know, so this is, like, not only a Native American ritual with pretty hardcore meeting it's like very sad and very specific well that is not what these ladies got from this ceremony okay but mary was really mean julia <laughs> i'm sorry i can't even joke like that it's no it they, was horrible as they walked the labyrinth instead of letting their own misgivings just fade away and go they thought of why they really really blame the person next to them for pissing them off the only one who was like willing to use an i statement was whitney Mm -hmm. and this beautiful clean soul only lasted until she sat down at the dinner table and then started pointing fingers and it's because she said to jen oh don't worry we're going to address everything you know that she had no intention to bring this clean slate forth for the rest of the trip. They didn't even have any follow-through intended at all. I I think Salt Lake City is really working hard to become the most problematic cast. Uh But here's the thing, and maybe this is a problem with me, but I loved it. (laughs) I love watching tone deafness to that level. 
They're not hiding it at all. She literally says these red shawls represent indigenous women. There's no mistaking what's going on. They are all just like tone deaf and like do not understand the implications of what they're doing. And we're watching them use this like really important spiritual ceremony for their own petty grievances with each other. It's it's hilarious. It's great. And the woman who's leading it, again, who is not indigenous, that has been made very clear. <laughs> no, that made it even better. <laughs> the, the red shawls are to represent shifty eyes shifty eyes look directly into the camera indigenous <laughs> women kind of leaving out the uh, important adjective that goes in front of there there yeah. is a huge yeah. post on the reddit housewives page if people want to look into it that was if somebody took the time to break down the ceremony like minute for minute and it is a painful painful read and I'm really glad I read it before I watched so that I had to watch it through my fingers. And we didn't even get through the fire ceremony. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Whitney was so upset about that. What could it have represented? What would be more offensive than what they're already doing? They're visited by spirits of the missing indigenous woman who yes. will tell them how to be better friends to each other. <laughs> and they ignore them and talk over them the whole time and then make it about themselves <laughs> yeah. and leave early. That would be it. In light of Jen and Meredith. <laughs> I should be on Meredith's side. All the facts are pointing to Meredith is right. However, I am not on Meredith's (laughs) side. I completely agree, and I'll tell you my reasons. Okay, good. I have no reasons. I was going to say, explain my feelings to me. Why do I feel like this? Though Jen is not giving us much evidence that she's innocent, other than screaming it at us and trying to point blame every which way so we forget the heinous thing she's been accused of. Which counts. When she's fun, she is fun. Mm -hmm. And I love watching her. I find her fascinating. Where Meredith, unless she's high in a bubble bath, I do not care no, I don't about care her in the slightest. Another thing she said at the end of the episode to Jen was, oh, sweetie, you have no idea what I know. Meredith Marks, you're on a reality TV show. Cough do up, not bitch. disengage. <laughs> yeah, stop withholding. So she is not playing the game. She doesn't understand the housewife assignment, and she is boring as hell, and she's a hypocrite by being friends with Mary. And that... Specifically is why I am weirdly Team Jen at the moment, is the Mary Alliance. There's no looking past that. Yeah, Meredith's not bringing anything. She's no baby gorgeous. She's no Jen Mm -hmm. Shaw. I love when uh, a Bravo episode ends with like this huge fight. Everyone in tears screaming at each other. And then next week, and it's Mm -hmm. them in like go-karts or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's always the funniest cutaway. (laughs) Oh, I also actually really enjoyed Lisa in this episode. I like that she was willing to go after Jen physically. She went after her physically, got her face screened, sat down, had to regroup, and then draped herself all over Jen to comfort her. That is a housewife. She's the best. She's the best one by far. Well, another reason we like Jen Shaw is that you can get drunk off her ass where she's having a party of one in her bedroom. And still show up on time looking amazing. Damn, I know. She did bring glam, something she should not mm-hmm. have said on TV. I know, but like, that's why we like her. I know, I hate I mean, that we so like her. I mean, so many mm-hmm. white men have just been defrauding the elderly. Yeah. Like, thank goodness we've made this more like approachable for other people to do. Okay, two things really fast, yeah. both gen related. Number one, I love the... Uh, insinuation that Mary and Meredith have framed her for elder abuse. 
I believe that she thinks that when she does that. Which I is think insane. so too. There's no way she thinks that. She is so fun. And then my second favorite Jen moment is she goes to the bathroom, comes back, is so hammered, glassy eyes, goes over to the prepared food, sticks her hand into it, pulls out a clump of Romanian lettuce, shoves it into her mouth, and goes, "These bitches are all fake. I don't want to go out there. Can I just help you cook?" And staff's like, "Please leave." I love Jen. I kind of wish that. She didn't commit fraud because I would love to she see her on TV She may not have. Innocent until proven guilty. Sorry, so but she's definitely guilty. <laughs> Stu's yeah, happy to there. take one for the team. <laughs> Vanderpump? Vanderpump. Can I say before we talk about this episode of Vanderpump Rules, <laughs> I wrote a, a couple notes down while watching it, and I guess my phone autocorrected this, but my first note is Borat from Santa Barbara. <laughs> 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 Obviously, boat from Santa Barbara. I like but I was almost acting. excited to talk about this episode for a second. But to be honest, uh, like the rest of the season, not particularly compelled by anything going on here. Uh, I'm gonna start with the low of this episode. The low was definitely mm-hmm. them being on a yacht, which should be fun, and somebody saying, "Hey, do you have Updog over here?" And somebody falling for it and saying, "What's Updog?" And them laughing. That was definitely the oh low. My God. And yes. kind of a metaphor for the whole season. I thought then, the show's dead. That, if anything, if there was any question about it, this is, the show is dead now. Cancel it now. That they're jumping the shark. <laughs> yeah. My biggest what the hell bit of this whole thing is that the entrepreneurs extraordinaire, the men with the hustle, the mission to build a bar. Tom Squared, if you will. Doing this so they can retire? Do they not see how hard Lisa works? Lisa and Ken are at their businesses all the time. The reason they are so successful is because they hustle their ass off and they've owned over 15 restaurants, which means it's a revolving door of a decade restaurant they have to close because it was a restaurant in the 80s and then they open Villa Blanca and then Villa Blanca becomes dated because it was a concept from the 90s and they keep going and they keep evolving. They've made a TV show out of said restaurants. Like, they know what they're doing. What do they think they're going to do? Come up with a great restaurant that runs itself? Yes. Well, they just sounded like such children. Based on how they plan to spend their retirements, they're already retired. They're already doing all that shit. Sandoval already has a band. (laughs) Hasn't this season been an eye-opener for uh, how you view Sandoval? Yes. Because Schwartz, I expect that behavior from. But Sandoval is, like, all on board for all the dumb shit Schwartz says about their plan, their business and everything. It's mm-hmm. I used to think Sandoval like had it way more together than like everyone in the cast. And now I think he has it less together than almost everyone in the cast. He's hyper fixated on spending thousands of dollars on chandeliers for corners of the room no one's gonna see. And that's gonna lead to his retirement, Elizabeth. Oh. Yeah. It's a weird way of pronouncing the word bankruptcy. I don't even know where to start with the proposal, Kate. I'll start us off. Okay, please do. They might as well have had a public proposal slash wedding right in the middle of James and Raquel's event. Total non-wedding wedding. If they were going to tell people about it. Why did they Because they suffered the exact same consequence without any of the reward. They were shocked that they were getting in trouble. I hope they get ripped apart at the reunion for this. Also, Brock getting kicked out and leaving early and Sheena staying to party. Hilarious. um, Is just foreshadow. 
Yeah. I mean, there. I doubt Brock and Sheena will be, get married, especially if Vanderpump gets canceled. Brock is such a fucking idiot. Lisa looked horrified. And I've seen Lisa with Jax Taylor for multiple seasons. And I have never seen her that shocked by somebody. I think she thought Sheena knew better, but I don't think Sheena does know better. And also, I'm sorry, I got to harp on this. Sheena kept using an excuse, well, I'm a people pleaser. Who are you pleasing? Herself. She's a person pleaser. <laughs> I'm a yeah, person. And that person is it's me. Yeah, I just thought that was golden. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I just don't know why that happened. I'm, I was flummoxed. But thank God for Lala, because no one was going to bring it up. No one else had the ball. Tequila Katie was working her way up. Poor Katie. I'm sorry that all of this leads to huge screen matches between people. And <laughs> James's mom goes and yells at Katie, who's not involved in any of it. <laughs> really like that energy. We should have been focusing on whatever the fuck that hike was between... Um, James and Raquel's dad. Where he did not wear the expensive hiking shoes that the dad had bought him. So he didn't uh, give... Major fail. So he didn't give him his blessing, whatever that was. But we couldn't focus on that because there's so much chaos happening outside. Alex, as an Ariana stan, how do you feel about her stance on all of this? Well, it was happy to see her go back to her comedy roots and do <laughs> a scathing comedic impression of Lala. Which I actually, <laughs> I kind of enjoyed that. <laughs> um, I like Sandoval. Look, when you get all the sanctimonious members of the cast, when they're the only cast members left in a show that has eliminated its drama kings and queens, they do not come across as flattering as they once did. And unfortunately, that goes for Ariana as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She seems like the clueless one in the dynamic with Katie with the business, unfortunately. Yeah. She has Sandoval's back on like weird shit. Even though I said this episode wasn't that compelling, I will say one of the most psychotic things I've seen in Vanderpump Rules happened this episode. And that was James Kennedy pulling a Serrano de Bergerac with Raquel and <laughs> reading to her oh from behind a wall the speech that she gives to all the party guests. That was insanity. I forgot about that. that. I blacked that out of my memory. I wrote the exact same thing. They could hear him. The guests could hear him. And see him. They saw him, like, squatting down. (laughs) And then Raquel ad-libbed a couple of the lines he gave her. But, like, mostly it was word for word. James has become such a nice man. James has become such a nice man. Okay, what else? A really sad arc of the Raquel can't make a speech thing. You know, you think that it's going to end on a triumphant moment for her. I think what they really should have done is James should have put on a wig and just pretended to be Raquel. They're up on the balcony. We can't really see anyway. Oh, I was stunned when I found out Randall was investing. Um, He is since pulled out, though. I did a little research and none of this is going through because he's cutting ties with the friendship group since he and Lala's. Lost screen time? Yeah. Alrighty. OC. OC. Alright. OC. Number one. I did not realize Noella and Nicole were real life friends when we got Noella's breakdown with Nicole in the restaurant. 
I thought like, well, duh, she doesn't want to be here with you. You're just a random cast member. I didn't realize they were actually friends. Yeah, that's why Noella feels such betrayal from Nicole being like... She should feel like that. I can't be your friend right now. Goodbye. Okay, hang on real fast. Pull of the room. We're all still huge fans of Noella, right? She's lost me a bit. (gasps) Alex? No, I like her still. I like her because I find her more interesting than everyone else. Me too. But I was having so much fun on the trip before she showed up. And then I had less fun when she got there. I like that dark energy she's bringing. Oh, okay. I can't wait for her to pass out in that like sweat lodge and have to be taken out. Oh, that that's going to be good. Okay, who did we say this about before? The person who makes a big deal that they get car sick, so they have to sit in the front on road trips. Mm-hmm. I have no memory who we said this about before. Maybe Hannah from Summer House. That's Noella. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. 100%. And it's fine to get car sick. You just, it's the big deal part. And I think Heather is also, I have to sit in the front seat because I get car sick. And I feel like that's why she hates Noella so much. Noella is mm. out car sicking her right now. Yeah, and she mm. br- and Heather brought her nice car seat to sit in the front, but Noella is throwing a bigger shit fit, so she gets it. She gets it. I mean, Heather, uh, when she pulled out the mock-up of her home she's going to be building <sighs> in Cabo Barf. and said, this is the house I designed. Heather Debro, you are not an architect. You are not an engineer. You are not a designer. You are a woman who gives your feedback to architects, engineers, and designers. And it's just sad that you think you went to school for this. Now, Julia, as someone who also can go on the West Elm website, I disagree. I am an architect. <laughs> I am an engineer. Um, do you guys think Heather knows she's the villain? Oh, God, no. no. I don't think no, so no, either. No, no, no. She thinks this is like a great return. She thinks she's hot shit. Uh, Terry, her husband, has been dubbed on many websites as a sleep paralysis monster. Mm-hmm. That's how I know him. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole isn't going on this trip. And we were given no real explanation considering Nicole in the bathing suit store scene really was counting on joining this trip. I think she was so boring in bathing suit land which i think bravo was viewing as her final interview that she got vetoed if we see nicole again i will be flabbergasted well guess what we're not she's officially not in the rest of the season wait really i think unless something else (gasps) huge happened i think she was just so boring they're like we're not paying a dime to she had one plot point and she couldn't get it up from what I read, they said it was due to, like, scheduling or whatever. She's, that <laughs> was her last appearance. Yeah, yeah, Alex, it was due to scheduling, as in Bravo did not put her on the schedule. <laughs> yeah, it was a scheduling issue. She wasn't on the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> that was my joke. You laugh when Alex says it. No, I laugh full. I was reading when I, you were saying it. I thought we were going to, not to talk about previews, but to talk about previews, I thought we were going to have to wait until next season to watch Dr. Jin's marriage blow up. We get it this season? I mean, the writing's oh. on the wall. And he wants to be called Ryan. She <laughs> will only call him Ryan. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw this coming. I have maybe I, a controversial opinion. I can't tell if you're frozen or if you've had too much Botox. Who says that? Ryan, on the phone with Jen. Oh my god on the facetime okay what's your controversial i actually think jen sidebar looks the most natural yeah besides noella who's significantly younger okay i don't think noella giving max 
a sexual game at her book party was that bad. Oh, I don't think it was that bad at all. I was led to believe from the preview she got her a dildo. No, this is just a little card game that she picked up at basically Barnes and Noble. Yeah. And she didn't read the cards inside. She was just putting together a little goodie package. I would have fallen mm-hmm. victim to the exact same thing. Totally. Spencer's gifts right by the checkout. And this is my thing. Let's pretend she did know what was in there. I don't think it's that bad. What are we here? What was this party? It's a book that Max wrote about her own sexuality as about the sexual thing. Are we pretending that this 17 year old is a sexual person or are we not? Yeah, it promotes a positive attitude about sexuality. So Noelle is just feeding into that. Exactly. The whole party was yay, sexual Max wrote a sexual book. And so Noelle gives her a sexual gift that wasn't like, hey, I'm going to try to pick up on you. It wasn't like any, it was. It was, you know what I mean? It wasn't for the totally. two of them. It was like a ha 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 gift. So I It was a gag gift. It was a gag gift. And I would maybe be more on Heather's side if the book wasn't about, you know, if the book was about like, what it's like to have a plastic surgeon dad, then I would have been like, but since the book was about sexuality, I don't know. And if she researched the book at all, she would have already come across these phrases and would have been not shocked in the slightest. Was a huge fan of Heather reading them out loud. New ringtone. <laughs> um, Heather is so fucking controlling. She's trying to pre-control her children from the grave. Her <laughs> dream about her children standing in this Cabo villa that Heather designed all by herself with no professional help whatsoever is them saying, mom would have loved this. I think the interior of the Cabo house is going to just be a bigger version of that shrine of her in her house. It's just Heather's face. That her her children are going to be trapped in to worship her for the rest of their lives. I will say when I when I travel, I like I'm I'm more of a Gina than a Heather. I'll say it. I like kind of just going along for the ride and not planning shit. I like having a Heather around. My best my best times have just fallen into my lap, like hitting Shannon. Not once, but twice in the face with champagne cork. <laughs> that was so funny. You know that that champagne was so hot going down and probably completely uncarbonated uh, because all of the carbonation flew out in the pop. But I think this whole story was all about warm beverages, warm tequila shots, which I was like, yeah, chill these fucking shots. How much are you paying for this dinner? Well, I like that Heather acts like she's so fancy pantsy. And then she's like, oh my God, I don't need cold tequila. I'm a cool girl. Like, bitch. That's why she can't Mm. with Noella. Noella brings out her insecurities. Noella manages to balance I'm a rich girl and I'm a cool girl very well. Mm -hmm. And she probably doesn't have a dime to her name. My final thought is an Emily appreciation. And I... girl working. Emily, I realized while watching her in Cabo is the most stunning human. I don't know why I didn't see it before, but... She even pointed it out. She got shit-faced all day. She went on a horseback ride. And then she looks incredible going out to dinner. Emily, you're a queen. I don't know why I hadn't seen it until now. I think Emily's really shining this season. Um, I can't wait to watch her just shit on her husband at this bar ceremony we're going to get soon. I, it sounded like we have a break. It sounds like we're not getting a new OC this week. Well, we'll see. OC? Okay, are we ready? Are we ready for Summer House? Yes. 
Yeah. Okay, summer house. Oh, what a breath of fresh air. Okay, can I can I start us off with some speculation? Oh, yes. Number one, Alex is getting voted off first. Oh yeah, because Elizabeth treats these shows like they're Survivor. elimination, like Survivor, The Bachelor. Like you're not getting a rose, Alex. Sorry. Ooh. I would I would wait. I think that he might be a dark horse, Elizabeth. I think some potentially weird stuff will arise from him. Now, can you convert ounces to grams, Alex? Because the other Alex sure can't. <laughs> How much turkey do you eat? Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Two two pounds. <laughs> Who is our other new person? Mia. Oh, I liked her. I don't think that she'll bring any drama, but I think she'll be a fun. Kind we of need person her on the side. to be a sounding board for Amanda during engagement gate. Uh, yeah, I think that she'll be an excellent sounding board, an excellent like commentator on the side. And she's funny and she can bring it and she asks questions. She does a good job. She's stirring up shit. I'm going to say it. There's nothing to back this up. There's actually two things to anti back this mm-hmm. up, to refute. Are you ready? Yes. I love Paige, but I'm not buying the whole her and Andrea thing. That she told him, no, I'm not interested, and he's all hurt. No, no, no. I no. 100% am on Paige's side. I will believe this. And I Why? have my own reason. I know. I, I believe it. I think Andreas is, like, in love with her. I have one. I, I have one that. guess. I have one guess. Julia, tell me your theory. The reason, it's not even a guess or theory, the reason this went down like this is Paige wanted a hot little winter fling and under the cameras with Andrea being his most charming self in a group setting, he seemed delicious in mind, wit, and body. An accent. She gets him for 10 days in a row, one-on-one, and the bloom is off that rose. You think he didn't bring her and, coffee? like that And Craig becomes single. But also, I think that he's probably more fun to flirt with with an audience there. My guess is when you hang out with him one-on-one, it's just, there's nothing. Well, everything he does is for an audience. So he might not be doing anything. He might be boring. And that's my theory on Andrea. Or conversely, he is just as on as he is on the show, which can be overbearing. (laughs) It's exhausting. (laughs) He said he didn't want a relationship. He did say that, but that was before he... Started getting feelings for little Paige, little Miss Paige, mm. who then was starting to express doubts with their relationship. And, mm. you know, he seems like the type of guy that is the one that breaks it off first. And those types of guys, they're always the ones that get hung up. That's what I think is going on with him. Anyway, oh, okay. The thing about Alex is Luke, sadly, is missing from this episode. Missed mm-hmm. him. I think Alex has potential to be a Luke-type figure. Where Luke, like, for a couple episodes, you see him being kind of, like, quiet. He has, like, his weird little quirks that he does. But he's capable of unleashing insane amounts of drama. I think that that could be in the cards for Alex. Ooh. You think Alex is like a sleeper cell? (laughs) I think so. Do we want to talk about the marriage contract? Yes. Or wait, hang on. Should we talk about Lindsay first? No, marriage contract. You brought it up first. Let's talk about it. Get that out of the way because it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Do you think that Amanda overreacted? When Kyle didn't come home for the bar until two hours after everyone else did. No, I give her the benefit of the doubt. I think it's been a real bad issue with them. He's cheated before. He's totally the guy to get caught up in the moment. He didn't even remember cheating on her because he was so drunk. And he didn't answer his phone and was like MIA for three hours. But it's not cool. You can't break people's stuff. 
Throwing it outside, all right, but you can't break his stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to blame that on she was drunk and probably dropped some things on accident. No, she she <laughs> very <laughs> much <laughs> slammed <laughs> them to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> when she dropped she them. She didn't nicely. even close the door, so we could kind of see her back there throwing things around, so she can't even plead the fifth. Okay, <laughs> this is why I like the ladies of Summer House. Kyle finally stumbles home, goes to his room. There are three ladies in his bed. What the fuck? Says a drunk Kyle. He goes to the bathroom. He comes back. <laughs> No ladies in the bed. They've all dispersed. And they did that all non-verbally. What they the didn't even have again? to discuss their plan. They all just got Z- out of there. Oh, that was amazing. So Amanda and team. Sarah and Paige, yes. I love it. People are saying Sierra is the new Hannah. No, she's not. Mm-mm. She's just the new Paige plus no, no, one. No. But Sierra is not Hannah. Sierra was a nurse. She wasn't a podcast host. No offense to hey. us. <laughs> I think it's because Sierra's hung up on Austin, but like that's different than Luke. And I would argue she's not hung up. She understands the reality of Austin and she's like, we'll have to see what happens. She is willing yeah. to move no, on. No, I totally agree. I, it's I mean, not obsessive. I think that's insane. That's insane that people are equating her with Thank Hannah. you. But I thought so too. Can I bring up the no Hannah thing? Yes. Much yes. like how certain members of Vanderpump Rules being missing from the cast shine an unflattering light on like Tom Sandoval. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing can be said for Kyle. Without Hannah there, we kind <gasps> yeah. of remember things like Kyle cheating. Oh, that was shitty. Oh, he is like a lot. Like this is bad that he does. You know, I think this isn't going to be a good season for him because there's no Hannah. I sadly. agree. Because I do. I, I was a huge team Kyle guy last season. Yeah. Hannah really Hannah. took one for the team for him unbeknownst to her which is funny Mm -hmm. because she was screaming what we're seeing now and we were like shut up hannah she Mm -hmm. should have just let him be himself (laughs) and it would have solved itself Mm -hmm. having a marriage i didn't realize that that was real i thought that was like a oh my gosh we should but no if amanda calls off the wedding kyle has to pay back amanda's dad every penny Mm -hmm. don't get married don't get married. Right. As much as I want these two mm-hmm. to get married. And we know they do. Yes. I want them to be married. Yeah. I'm happy they get married. They're on their little honeymoon now. Very cute. Don't get married. <laughs> All right. Lindsay. Lindsay. And Jason. Sad. One, uh-huh. Jason appreciation. She has nothing but kind things to say. Yeah. I totally get why she's having to move on after her miscarriage. This is something she just needs to deal with. With herself, and I'm sure her 24 hours of her knowing she was pregnant, she went through the, do I want to, like, try to get married? Like, what am I going to do with she this baby daddy life. of mine? Yeah. And I think she came out the other end of that. No, I don't. And so I just want to try to, like, co-parent and see where it takes us. And so without the baby, I think she had a quicker breakup with him than she would have normally. It put, it just, it made their fun flirtationship get very real, mm-hmm. very fast. So it did kind of put the damper and on And I it. love Jason and I'm happy he did everything right because I have to take Lindsay at her word that he had done everything right. In a bad situation, it was the best it could possibly be. Like he was very supportive and she got what she needed from him and I hope that she's able to kind of settle into her own. Well, she know, we know she settles into her mm-hmm. own with Mr. Carl, who I am adoring. How can Carl be sober in this house? How? He works for a alcohol company. Yeah. His and life is alcohol. And he's sober in the summer house. He is just an amazing human. Yeah, I love them together. I think it's great. I mm-hmm. love that, like, there's such pathos 
in her telling <laughs> him about this and like cutting back to her saying like that she would want to like have a family one day and she's telling this to the guy that like I would imagine is the guy she sees herself starting a family with potentially you know but we also know another guy that she kind of has this relationship with Austin is coming mm-hmm. later this season Austin. but compared to Carl Austin looks like a 12 year old boy compared to anybody compared to Kyle <laughs> Austin looks like a 12 year old boy gosh Austin like comes in and just makes he's the Jax Taylor of the Bravoverse for mm-hmm. me. He is just despicable. He is so obnoxious and like gross, um, manipulated. What's that called when you put somebody down as like a form of trying to get with them? What's negging? He like that's all he does. Mm-hmm. I hate mm-hmm. him so much. Um, a little fun Lindsay thing that I've noticed about her, and I'm wondering if it's going to continue. She calls men into her room to help her with things that she doesn't need help with. With her underwear. Yeah, with yes. her underwear drawer. Andrea of all victims. Oh, and then she asked <laughs> Carl, Carl to lace her shoes for her. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping that this is like a fun little tactic and she can Come it. into my lair. Do this, do this manual labor. <laughs> it's not like she needs them to like take out a light bulb or like hang a photo or do something no. that like you would ask a man to do in certain situations if I'm not going to be an independent Will lady. You cut these tags off by new shorts. <laughs> Will you do something that I'd rather do myself? It's hilarious. I, she's just trying to keep their hands busy. Anyway, um, Summer House, even in its darkest episode where we talked about, you know, Carl's brother dying, we talked about Lindsay's miscarriage, we we're watching Kyle and Amanda's relationship probably fall apart, but we know it's going to get back together. Way lighter than a positive episode of Vanderpump mm-hmm. Rules. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love this new house. Oh, it's so cool. Stunning. This is my favorite of all summer house houses. It's stunning. And they, the exterior looks exactly the same as last season. So when they I went know. inside, I was like, huh? <laughs> all right. Are we ready for awards? Yes. Yes. All right. Awards. My award is the Ramona Singer The Audacity Award, named after Miss Ramona from New York, who was famous for having her Ramona-isms where she mispronounces things. I award this to Salt Lake City's Whitney Rose for calling a sunset, sunlight goes away. (laughs) She said it a total of three times, and she couldn't think of the word sunset, and you could tell she was rooting around in there. But never got there. So congratulations, uh, Whitney. Mr. Alex? My uh, Frank Costanza Award, uh, named after Frank Costanza from Seinfeld, who has the holiday of Festivus. One of the rituals during the holiday is the airing of grievances. Also goes to Whitney. Yeah! For her <laughs> airing of grievances following her cleansing of grievances, I guess. <laughs> All right, Julia. My Ramona Singer and Sonia Morgan deserve the Master Bedroom Award goes to Paige and Sierra. I wasn't disappointed we didn't have a bedroom fight this time in Summer House. We also didn't have one in OC, which was weird. We should have gotten two bedroom fights. We did not get any. Mm -hmm. Everyone was pretty civil about it in both episodes. Everyone was civil and just gave the soon-to-be newlyweds the Master Bedroom. Which was very sweet. They did not deserve... That bedroom, Sierra and Paige clock the most time by far in their bedroom. They hold court in their bedroom. They will not leave that room for days. And I think they always deserve their master. The reason that Sonia and 
Ramona think they always deserve the master. And I hope as Kyle realizes that only one person has slept in the master bedroom so far that he never deserves the master. Um, I want to point out two things. Number one, I was like, gosh, they can't find a house with enough bedrooms. No, there's a spare bedroom. Paige just like sleeping with people. Yeah, she she always has a plus one. I love it. And then um, my other thing was, do you remember what a nightmare Kyle was when he didn't get the master in Winter House? Yes. Who got the master in Winter House? Mm. Um, Paige and Sierra. And Amanda ends up sleeping in their bed at least like three times a season. Because Kyle's such an asshole. Kyle's an asshole. They deserve the master. <laughs> I think in real life, I think I would hate Kyle a lot. Oh, yes. I think I would like Austin over Kyle. But I'm not in real life, so I'm allowed to hate Austin. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime.